Welcome to Makers Chat, a podcast community for creatives. I'm your host, Danielle Kaminsky, artist, maker, and educator from Spartanburg, South Carolina. Join me as we share our stories and explore the topics that are most important to creative entrepreneurs and makers. Hello, hello. Welcome, you guys, to the very first full episode of the Makers Chat podcast. And I am here today with my friend, Crystal Coral Marie Molina. Hello, Crystal. Hi, thank you. You got all the names in there. Great job. All the names. (laughs) Yes, I love it. I'm so So, happy to be here. Yes. So go ahead, if you don't mind, and tell everybody who you are, what you do, where you are, all that good stuff. Okay. Well, I live in San Diego, California. I am the creative owner and artist of Essential Expressions. And I love taking your photos and forgotten furniture and turning them into brand new pieces of artwork with color and texture and beautiful paints and designs. And I actually, I don't know, that's not the only thing I do. I love making jewelry. I love finding things and reimagining how they could look and giving them new life. Yeah. And I live in San Diego, California. I've pretty much grown up in San San Diego my whole life. I wasn't born here, but we'll get to that later. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Tell everybody what it is, sorry, the name of your business and where they can find you like online and stuff. Go ahead and tell them that. Okay. The name of my business is Essential Expressions and a couple of reasons, couple of reasons for that name. I have a deaf daughter and sometimes my artwork includes sign language, finger spelling and things like that. And also feel that creating is an essential part of what I do and who I am and how I express that is through my artwork. And I also love essential oils. So sometimes I make special blends or jewelry to go alongside using essential oils. I am on Instagram, essential underscore expressions and on Facebook, essential expressions. So both of those places, I am working on a website, which will be up someday in the future and stay tuned for that. So, yes. Yes. Awesome. And I'll be sure to link all that. I'll be sure to link all that in our show notes so that everyone can find you online. I love new friends. So yes, I do too. Hence the reason we became friends. Yes, absolutely. Crystal and I met in Waco at a creative retreat back in October, and we were roommates for the week, and when I got there, she she comes out of the house, and she's got her cute little face shield on that she's put all her little doodles all over, and just immediately I knew that this girl was going to be fun. This was going to be a good week, and and it, it really was. It was awesome. It was a good week. Yeah, I had, we had both just gotten these kind of last minute tickets for this creative retreat and we showed up not knowing who we were going to be roomies with <laughs> yeah. it was a two-bedroom cottage and we had great roommates uh there was two women in the other room and then we shared a room and yeah it was a love at first sight it certainly was <laughs> it certainly was Crystal before we left I said we've got to stay friends because I just can't imagine not having you in my life after this (laughs) yes 
Absolutely. Yeah. So we're definitely going to spend some time talking about community for this episode, but I am going to be leading every episode with this question. Crystal, what is your Enneagram type? Numero siete. I am a number seven. And uh, if you're into the wings part, I'm a eight. And sometimes I call that the enthusiastic leader or the enthusiastic rebel, depending on my mood. (laughs) (laughs) Our moods have a lot to do with it, right? Uh, Yes, a little bit. (laughs) So for anybody that's listening that isn't super familiar with the Enneagram and the types, you want to give them just a quick rundown of a seven and how that maybe plays into your creativity. Yes, I am glad that you shared a little bit about the Enneagram, so don't don't forget to look that up. So number sevens are enthusiastic. They are the life of the party. Some people say Peter Pan syndrome, but we always like adventures and having fun. And I think seven great friends. <laughs> yes, they do. They do. And sevens are thinkers, which is super cool, though, because you guys, even though you like to do things and you like to have fun, you you do give things a lot of thought, I feel like. At least that's been my experience. Say that part again, the last part. I feel like you do give things a lot of thought. Oh, yes. Yeah, we are in the head space. So some people kind of lead with their feelings, and I think we lead with our our thoughts. (laughs) Uh, But I do, I do love, you know, random adventures and last minute opportunities, for sure. Oh, yeah. Hits how we found each other, right? (laughs) Yes. Yes. I was like, oh, a place I haven't been with a bunch of people I haven't been, but they're all creatives. Okay, sign me up. Yeah. (laughs) So, Prior to us having met in October, had you been um, a big part of a creative community, either locally or online, in any capacity? Not as big as this group. I have, my best friends, I think they're all pretty, they either will do crafts with me or they are artists themselves. So my best friends, when we get together, we like to figure out some activity that includes art or being crafty, being a maker. And um, I have a a lovely curated friends group that very creative. But when I joined the creative connection group with uh, Dion, that's when I really saw people that really understood me and I understood them if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes I equate it to, um, and maybe this is not applicable for everyone, but I grew up in a small town within a small school. And, you know, you have friends when you're young, and that's great. But then the older you get and you start going to bigger schools and there's larger groups of people, it becomes easier and easier to find people that you can connect with even more so and in a more meaningful way because you just have that opportunity to find the people that are more like you, that you do really click with, that it's like, oh, okay, yeah, these are my people. I love this person that I've been friends with forever, but this person really gets me in a way that maybe nobody 
has ever really gotten me before, you know? And, and perhaps when we're younger, we're still trying to figure out who we are. And yeah. as we get older, we're like, okay, I'm, I'm getting an understanding of how I work, how I tick. I think that Enneagram showed me my motivations. And when I was a little bit more clear on that, it made it easier to find my people as well, I think. That's very true. And the healthier we get, the more clearly we can see ourselves, the more clearly we can figure out who it is we need to be surrounding ourselves with. Yes, I agree. Yeah. So what what does community mean to you? How has it helped you? Because I know, well, first off, do you mind sharing a little bit about your past year and how you've just gotten more involved in your business and what that's looked like for you? Absolutely. So prior to the pandemic, I was making money as a sign language interpreter. And also, I always did something crafty, artistic. Um, I had a business for a little bit. I've painted portraits. I've made jewelry. So I always, I did a lot of craft shows and things like that. But my main consistent income was working as a sign language interpreter. And when classes were canceled and everything was canceled, I had a lot of free time on my hands. So I had to stay in my studio. I have an art studio in, in my home. It's an extra room, which is my art studio. And I just started painting and I decided that it was worth it for me to pay for this membership group. And I, I painted on everything while my mom was sending me canvases and then the canvases got bigger and they were furniture. <laughs> nice. So everything in the house started getting painted and I started making these connections and like amazing connections, not just like, Hey, yeah, like we like each other's pictures, but really was feeling connecting. Like the connections were real and solidified it when you, when we all got to meet a lot of us got to meet in person. Yeah. For the retreat. I, when I think about community and, and art and you, I, I do envision, and I guess, and I'll need to share a picture of this in the community because I know I can go back and find it. There was a picture that got taken of you while we were in Texas. Our last, our last night there. Yes. Yes. And that, I mean, really, it, it almost, in, in a lot of ways, I feel like became the photo that most of us looked at and it, it just represented a big part of the week for us. Um, we, you want to tell our listeners about that? Cause I mean, you're the one who experienced it. So. Sure. So we had had a long, a long day, you know, we had a lot of artists workshops and then we had some personal time where we had reflecting time and we had a fire process where we, uh, took some of the things that we say about ourselves, the lies <laughs> or the the things that we put on repeat in our heads, we wrote those down and we ended up burning them in the fire and then we replaced them, you know, with, with the truth, what is true. And then we went in for dinner and even though I swore I wasn't going to eat Mexican food in Texas, I did <laughs> because I live in San Diego and I'm a little taco snob over here. 
I was like, they're not going to be as good as Tijuana tacos. Okay. But they Fair were enough. actually really, they were actually really delicious. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so I looked out the window in the kitchen and this retreat center had, you know, these different homes like on the property and the main house it had a window and I started to see the sun, the golden hour, <laughs> which is the photographer's dream time. Yeah. And I was like, I have to go out there and get some pictures because it had rained and was really stinking cold most of the time that we were there. And everyone in Texas were like, oh, gosh, you visited at such a strange time. It's never this cold. It never rains this time. And I was like, great. I did. You know, I really don't like the rain. So glad I'm here. But the the clouds cleared up and I finally got to see my first Texas sunset. So someone had brought these beautiful Mexican blankets. And because it was a little cold outside, I didn't really want to walk back to our little house. I just grabbed a blanket and it was pink and, and purple and I wrapped it around my shoulders and I had on a really cute outfit. I had on this long flowy skirt and yeah, a white yeah. top and I just started walking in these fields of beautiful weeds outside of the <laughs> retreat center and another artist with a beautiful eye followed me out. Uh, she was out there as well enjoying the solitude and uh, taking in the sunset and she asked if she could take my photos and I just was so excited about that so I took the the Mexican embroider the Mexican uh, blanket wrapped around me and just kind of played I played and you know these weeds are coming up they were a little bit taller weeds you know mm -hmm. and just kind of spinned around and just had fun and let the blanket almost became wings. And I think yeah. when you see the photo, you see the beauty and just relief and just being caught up in the moment of allowing my wings to spread. And that's what I, I came back feeling like, yes, I let my wings out. I learned, I knew I could fly, but I, I let them, I let it fly. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's what that photo I think means to me is, just standing in the light, standing in the beautiful orange glow of the sun and just releasing all of it and being okay to have the eyes on me at that moment. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I really think that that, I mean, I know I can't speak for everyone, but I think I can speak for a lot of us that were there that that whole week, just being with other artists and community, it was very freeing because we did have that that connection with folks that really got it you know they understood the same like we were all feeling the same things and having that mirror turned on ourselves it was very liberating um and you just you embodied that feeling in that moment in those photos and and multiple people came home and painted you <laughs> and painted that photo yes. i thought it was really cool to see the different renditions of this photo as people started sharing them I thought that was pretty awesome. I was very honored. And I, I painted it as well. I, I yeah. had to memorialize that moment in, yeah. in paint. <laughs> of course. Of course. That is, I mean, it makes perfect sense that you would. 
So now that you now that you're back home, right? We we were all on our high from the retreat, and we have stayed connected, and it has been wonderful. And people, y'all, people are doing awesome things. People that we got to meet in person, but now you've come home, and you are plugging into local community, right? Tell us about that. So while I was there, I got a call saying that there was a booth available in in a store that I was looking to get a booth to sell my furniture and artwork and things like that. And I just made all the connections that I was hoping to make because I went there because I eventually will be moving to Hawaii and I would like to have my own store there. And part of the reason that I felt it was a good time for me to go is that there was going to be so many successful business owners and women leaders there. And I just wanted to glean from all of that wisdom. So there I was able to really get to know, begin to get to know some beautiful people, you know, like you. And um, I also got to know Debbie Beard, who is the, mm -hmm. the owner of DIY Paint. And I asked her, I live really close to you. Can I still sell the paint? And she said, well, it's based on mileage. And we looked it up. And then I looked up the location of where the booth opened up. And it was exactly the amount of miles that it needed to be to be separate, to be able to be a retailer. And then the sisters were there from Iron Orchid Designs. Mm -hmm. And I told them, I really want to be a retailer, or they call a stockist, for mm -hmm. Iron Orchid Designs. They have beautiful transfers, molds, and stamps. Oh, just beautiful. And they said, well, we're a little backlogged. But they were like, I like you. Send us an email. So I <laughs> sent them an email and I was able to get on board with them. And also Josie was there from Paint Pixies. And yeah. I asked her and, sh and she was like, oh, yes. So I came home. Like I flew in. And I felt like I ran to the mall <laughs> and got this booth space and set it up like the next day. And then it took, you know, about a month and a half to get the other supplies in. So I had a booth for six months inside of um, a mall called University Town Center. And they, the store was called Local Niche. And after six months, I found a new spot, which is a little bit further from me. But it is a brand new store, and I was part of helping them get set up for that. So this week, I actually got that booth set up. And at the same time, I started working at Debbie Beard's store, which is DIY A Go Go. So I am working in the store three days a week, and mm -hmm. sometimes I'm helping customers pick out the coolest clothes or the coolest decor. And sometimes I'm painting the walls or painting <laughs> signs, or I also teach classes there as well. So it, it so many things have changed beyond my wildest dreams. And it's been a beautiful thing. That's awesome. And you're loving it, aren't you? That oh, yeah. mural is something else. I love the pictures you've been posting of that. That's great. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the dressing room has a bouquet of flowers trailing down around the mirrors 
and it's been really fun to, I mean, it's kind of silly to be up I'm on a ladder, you know, in the dressing room and people come in, I'm like, hi, I'm painting in the dressing room. Let me know if you need anything. And then, you know, <laughs> someone wants to try on something and I said, well, let me get off the, the ladder for you. So, you know, I'm not like peeking in on them like, hey, that looks great. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um. <laughs> So when it comes to the community aspect, so you're kind of segueing great into something I'd love to bring up. You have a booth and you're working in another store, but you're surrounded by like creative encouraging people, which I think is great. And I know that for some folks, when you start creating and especially when we start to, to struggle with things like imposter syndrome and insecurity and things like that, it, it gets real easy to to fall into the uh, comparing ourselves with other people. But have you found, um, what have you found, I guess I would say, in, in your community as far as the encouragement you get versus the need to compare? Does that make sense? I'm, am I asking the question in a way that makes sense? Well, I do feel like I am surrounded by encouraging people and I think it was Brene Brown who said, have like, and we love Brene Brown. Uh, yes, she, she said, like, have a group of phone numbers that you know you can call when you start replaying those cuckoo thoughts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Your people that are going to cheer you on and yeah. that can say, hey, what you're thinking right now, don't believe it. It's not the truth. So, but working in a store where people get it, they get the creative process. They get, they get, they understand that it's a journey. They understand that, you know, you might start something and then go in a whole nother direction. And that's the direction it was supposed to go. And it's totally mm -hmm. cool. And it's, and it's, it's, it's accepted. And it's something to look forward to is really rewarding. Yes, absolutely. And do you have, um, because I know that you're good at this, and we've, but we've also had conversations about this before because we all struggle sometimes with, like, we see people who are farther down the road than us or we see someone who's doing something similar to what we do and it makes us go, oh, well, if they're doing it, maybe I don't need to do it. And we have to, like, remind ourselves that there's room in the world for, for all of us <laughs> and we all have our own unique way of doing things. So just because someone else has done it doesn't mean we can't still find a way to make it our own. Um, do you have any, I don't know, any thoughts on that or any examples you would want to share? Because I know that you're good at encouraging people. You're, you, you know, you're good at saying, yeah, we can all do this thing and, and be good at it and be good in different ways. You know, you do the lives and you teach people how to do things, which is super cool. So I don't know if you have anything that you want to add to that conversation. That was one of the little mini bonus episodes really that I did before this started, because it's something that I've been hearing from people a lot lately. Um, is that struggle to keep going even when they feel like maybe start feeling like it's already been done. I think um, I know we're all unique, but growing up, I always felt that I was a little bit more different. I never felt like I fit in with the groups of people that I hung out with. So I've always felt that I did my own thing and I liked being unique. So everything that I do, I think, has a unique twist on it. Mm -hmm. 
I, I know that there are artists that are better than me, quote unquote. <laughs> <laughs> and there are artists that are just starting their journey. And I think maybe because my goal is not to try and make something perfect. My goal is to express what I need to express and try new things, try new techniques. And once I've completed that, I feel, okay, now it's time for someone to buy this and it's time to go to someone else's new home because I'm ready to start a new process. <laughs> You think that's the seven and you coming out time for the I next think so. thing? <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, I wondered about what it would be like when you are a paint retailer and you do paint furniture and then you want people to paint furniture as well. Mm -hmm. And if I had the same exact dresser and you had the same exact dresser and we had the same exact turquoise iris brushes and the same exact <laughs> DIY paint and we painted it, it would look totally different because Absolutely. art is not just, it's, it's more about that if you painted it, you're putting yourself into it. If I paint it, I'm putting myself into it and we're different and it's going to turn out different. Right. And I know that comparison is a thief of joy mm -hmm. and holding on to joy is really important to me. So when I start comparing and start those cuckoo thoughts, um, I got to get back into my own lane again and right. focus on what brings me joy. And that is creating from my heart. Yes. Yes. I'm with you there. That, I mean, obviously that that's a big, I don't know if that's been a big thing for me and, and putting these podcast episodes together, you know, there's so many people that have different different takes on on community, really. Um, and I actually had someone tell me one time, you know, don't don't tell everyone how to do what you do, or they won't need you anymore. And and I I believed that for a little while. I don't well, I say I believe that. I don't know if I believe that, but it really stopped me, I think, from doing a lot of things that I really wanted to do. And sure. um, and now it's just like after you know after getting to know everyone at the retreat and, and forging those connections and sort of reminding myself that, you know what, that that's not true. Like being in community, that's what I want. And that's what brings me joy. So it's okay. You know, if someone else wants to do what I do, or if, you know, I'm doing the same thing as somebody else, as long as I'm doing it my way and being true to me, that's really all that matters. Um, and same for them, you know, everyone deserves to be happy, even if it looks similar. We all, you know, there's room for all of us. And but, it is a lovely compliment if someone does learn a technique from you and they do give a little shout out. <laughs> but oh, we all of course, of course, right? We all learn from <laughs> each other. You know, some people say yeah. like there's no new thoughts or there's no new inventions. Like we all, we're all a part of that process together. I mean, maybe community is what makes all of our art even better because we inspire each other. Right. We just stayed in like a little hole. Who knows how that would, how much that would affect our artwork. Right. Right. Well, when we, you know, anytime you try something new, I know for me too, like, and I'm sure for you too, anytime you try something new, when you're surrounded by people that can appreciate what you're doing and like, 
lift you up for taking that risk and find what's beautiful and what you're doing and sort of, like we were saying, hold that mirror up to you so that you can see what they see. Um, I mean, that really, I do. I think community is what allows us to truly thrive. I mean, it's no man is an island, right? I mean, at the end of the day, if we don't have other people around us to help, you know, maybe bring us out of that funk or get us to get, like you said, help talk us out of those cuckoo thoughts, <laughs> bring us back where we need to be and, and hearing the truth. I mean, I think the people that we surround us with, that we surround ourselves with, they're, they're going to play a big part of, you know, who, who we become and what we think of ourselves. Yes, especially your inner circle. Yeah, absolutely. So what are your goals for this community, for this, this podcast community that we're, that we're trying to build here? I think my goal is to, I mean, we have full experience of getting to know each other and the freedom that that brought me similar to that image of, you know, me in, in the field flying. I f almost feel like it's a humble responsibility to be able to open up my wings for new people to join this, this community. And if I can give one iota of inspiration for someone else to feel brave enough to, to fly, this, this is worth it. Yeah, I love it. What is yours? You know, I love people. I, I really enjoy talking to people to the point that I know that sometimes it, I'll catch myself feeling like, oh, I don't have time. I don't have time. And then I realize maybe the reason I didn't have time is because I spent too much time talking to someone when I should have been working. And the reality is I just, I really love connecting with people. I do like hearing people's stories. I like um, learning how we are different and learning how we are the same. I just, I really enjoy talking to people. And of course, you know, like you, I'm a, I'm a creative, like the thing that's going to make me happy if I'm in a funk is going to be to go make something. And if I can come up with something new, great. And if I'm just doing a tutorial and just making something exactly like somebody else did, because it gives me an outlet, that's good too. Like I just really enjoy the making, the creative process. So yeah. I feel like this is the perfect way to combine those things. And since we're all, you know, out there striving to to make this a career, right? To make this a livelihood, then you know why not do what we can to help each other along the way, share resources and experiences, and and just really connect with one another. So the the community really is what it's about for me. Is just opening up because I have loved every minute of the painting community where we found each other, and for me, um, I do paint furniture and I paint art. Um, like paint canvas to create artwork and that kind of thing. But I also make jewelry and pour candles and do the weaving. And so like there's this whole other handmade aspect that I want to sort of tap into and bring those folks into community too, so that we can celebrate all of the different handmade things. And, and to me, that's what this, this podcast is going to be for. That's my goal with this. All right. So. High five to that. All right, before we go, let's sign off with our, our rapid fire questions. So are you reading anything good right now? No. Not at all. Next question. <laughs> are you watch are you watching anything good right now? I binge those. 
am, I can't even remember the name of the show that I'm watching right now. So that's super interesting. I'm glad you asked that question. Next question. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Last question. I could look it it up. (laughs) Keep going. Keep going. Well, if if money, time, resources, if if none of that were an issue, where would you go tomorrow? Where where would you go tomorrow? Everywhere. Everywhere? If money was no issue and I could go anywhere, I would go everywhere. I want my own plane with all my friends, but, you know, I'll pick them up at different times because I do realize a lot of people just prefer one-on-one time, but we could go. Like, where do you want to go? Do you want to go to Hawaii? Okay, I got room for you on Tuesday. Let's go. And <laughs> I, w- I actually really want to American Samoa because I don't remember it. <laughs> I was born there and I moved when I was about six months old. So I'd really like to see where I was born. And then I would like to go to Europe because I haven't been there yet. And I would like to go back to Chile, which is where my mom's side of the family is from. And I have a huge, my grandmother has, she's the last of 13 children. And wow, her side of the family makes a lot of babies. And so I have amazing <laughs> amounts of tias and tios and cousins and everything. Yeah. And I would love to go back and visit them. And that, you know, Bali, Thailand. (laughs) Okay, keep going. Next question. (laughs) And I am going to be reading The Artist Way again. So we're going to be doing that together. So I'm so excited about that. So that dusty book is getting ready for its debut again. And the show I was watching was called The Sinner. Oh, yeah, with Jessica Biel. Yes. Well, there's like three seasons. Well, are there three seasons now? I've seen two. Yes. I've seen the first two. So there's a third season. And so I thought she was in all of the seasons, but she's only yeah. in the first one. She's and then it goes, there. the second one goes to like another case story. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm on the third one, which I'm just getting into. Uh, I'll, so have that, to, um, I'll have to pull that back <laughs> up next time I'm watching TV because I watched the first two and I really enjoyed them. So. It was good. It was good. It was very good. Um, and you guys, Crystal's talking about if you haven't already listened to the bonus episodes or if you're not already in the community, at the end of April, we are going to be digging into the Artist Way as a group study. It is a, it's a book by Julia Cameron, and it is about basically uncovering. It's a spiritual path for creativity, and it's a 12-week study. It's not super time-consuming, but it is. It it could very easily change your life. I feel like it's changed mine. It's been very eye-opening, very motivating, inspirational. I have thoroughly enjoyed it, and I can't wait to do it again with a group of people because I think that that's just going to be even better. So if you're not already in the Facebook group, you can find the link to that in the show notes um, or head on over to Facebook and just search for Makers Chat. And that should pop up for you, and you can join the group and join the study something else you said okay I wanted to get that in there because I didn't want to forget but you were talking about the center so do you what other podcasts do you enjoy listening to well I do like let me pull up my podcasts (laughs) I I like podcasts about the Enneagram I like paint talks of course 
I started listening to The Life of Awesome by Saul Blinkoff. He's interesting. Typology, which is the Enneagram one. There was, I started listening to some of those like murdery ones. Uh, <laughs> Not so much your thing? No, they're, they're okay, but I don't want to get too deep into them. I, yeah. I got some funniness, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think that might be my downfall sometimes because I do enjoy uh, like true crime podcasts. Yes. So like Crime Junkie and Criminal and still I, I'm all, I've always been into the true crime stuff. And then sometimes I'm like, golly, my, my brain goes places it shouldn't sometimes. I've got to add a little happy, a little light back in there. <laughs> I also like to listen to That Sounds Fun by Annie Down. Oh, yeah, because she's a seven. Yes. She is a seven. She is a seven. Um, and she does the NES summer like every year. Well, I say, I think she's done it two years now, but it's super fun to listen to. I've really enjoyed that. So it's such a perfect name for us. Sevens. It really yeah. is. That sounds that fun. Sounds, yeah. It's so. <laughs> uh. Well, Crystal, thank you so much for coming on here. I can't wait. We'll be back again next month. Um, with Crystal. She's going to be joining me the first Monday of every month here on the podcast. So you get to know her a lot better as time goes on. And we'll be back again. Thanks, Crystal, for joining us. Thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you all in the community group on Facebook and hopefully meeting some of you in real life as well. Take care. That's all for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Remember to check out the Makers Chat community so you can dive deeper into the conversation. You'll find the link to join in our show notes. Have a beautiful week and we will chat again soon.